Hello and welcome to the Exploring All That Is Sacred podcast. Today, we are joined by the beautiful, the amazing Patricia Daly. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Sasha. Thank you for bringing me on here. I'm delighted. Oh, it's so great. So if you're meeting Patricia for the first time, she is a powerful sought after confidence coach for musicians, and she helps you overcome fear, unlock your creative potential and perform with confidence. And I know Patricia firsthand, and she is so sincere, such a bright light. And I, um, we've personally been able to reconnect multiple times this week. So we've, it's just, we're keeping the conversation going and we're bringing some of what we've been talking about here, here to you listening. So thank you for tuning in today. So, so Patricia, tell, tell our listener and myself a bit about like what your movement is, you know, who you help, why, why is this important to you? Why have you, um, you know, gone into the confidence for musicians realm? Yeah, it's basically my own journey in life has been what I'm now teaching today. Um, I would have been, um, I'm a musician. I have been a musician all my life. I've taught music, um, piano, harp and vocals. I've taught that for about 30 years. And as, as the confidence coach then came in, the confidence coaching for musicians came in about 10 years ago. And now I'm working, um, I've married the two together and working both of them together. But people that come to me are, they have this limiting belief that they are not good enough. There's this feeling and belief of not being enough and that goes right back to me whenever I was a teenager I had um, a mental health condition at about 15 16 that held me back for approximately 20 years and where it held me back was lacking confidence not believing in myself always having to be reassured that everything I did in music was okay people liked it my critical mind kept coming in and pulling my music my performance anything i played just pulling it apart and me feeling i was hopeless and that's basically who comes to me today it's unbelievable how i'm attracting a mirror image of who i was yeah isn't that that's always so powerful. Back in my business coaching days, it was always like, you know, intentionally claiming what version of your past self do you want to serve? And then all of a sudden, dozens, hundreds of them show up. And so, so you had uh, to go back to part of your origin story, um, because you've, you've had an amazing career. You've played for the Pope, and U.S. and Irish presidents. And I mean, this takes incredible confidence and skill. And I want to hear about those highlight real moments. And it wasn't always that way. Um, you had a health condition as a teenager. Do you want to share a little bit about that part of your journey? Yeah, that health condition was epilepsy. Oh. And it came over me when I was 15. Mm. And it was due to pressure from schoolwork and trying to kind of compete and keep up there uh, with everyone else. And I used to do my uh, homework assignments, but I always made it into hard work. I would have 
done things the hard way, the difficult way. And that put pressure on myself. So I was always putting pressure on myself. And then I had to drop out of school early. And then I felt that feeling of not being good enough, not as good as my brothers, my sisters. They all continued school, not as good as my friends. They continued school. So I was left behind. I was the unlucky one. These were the thoughts I was having. And it's only whenever I started to, to just get coaching. You yourself, Sasha, was one of the coaches I that worked with me. I've had another, uh, Jessica Perez-Bibi and Shanda Sumter. Those are two others that come to mind. I was determined. I think that word is strong with me. I was determined not to lie under it I wanted to get ahead I wanted to I wanted I didn't know at the time I wanted to be confident but I didn't know what that was and also actually as I say that I had an inner loss within myself a feeling of inner loss and I was speaking to my husband recently about that feeling of inner loss and we were both describing how we uh, interpret that but for me that inner loss was um, looking for something but not knowing what I was looking for searching for a destination but not knowing what that destination was and I spoke to um, a priest and at the time and he told me to go away find a space, find a place where I could sit with my thoughts. And the space I found was a rock, a rock in a big, huge open field. And I was surrounded by um, cattle, by cows, and I was afraid of the cattle, but I, to, I had to get to the rock. So somehow I bypassed that fear to get to the rock, to sit on the rock with my thoughts. And with all of that happening, I came to uh, an answer, really. But that answer was more of a feeling. And that feeling was inner peace. And that inner peace I have with me today. And it's strange as I speak. The very first module that I teach in my 12-week program is called Find Your Rock. Oh, yeah. okay, Patricia, I kid you not. I've been communing with a rock. It's this epic, big, flat rock in my backyard. Here's the picture, because I just sent a picture just right before this interview is being recorded. This is, you can't make this stuff up. Find your rock. I found my rock. I didn't, <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. And that's, yeah, it, it was a huge, it's, it's a huge rock and you, you can, you can get up into it all right. It's not a thing that you have to climb and climb. But it was a big rock. Um, for me at the time, it was a smooth, lovely smooth rock that you could sit on. And I loved that rock. And isn't it really funny how, um, yeah, in, in the signature coaching method, it's find your rock. It's the first thing that I teach. Yeah. In addition to peace, I'm feeling a lot of strength in that invitation. 
um, you know, and, and even that it's your first module, like the foundational call, like being held, right. Being really having something solid and connecting to the earth. Um, before the priest invited you out into nature and you found your rock, had you spent a lot of time in nature or, or was that, were you reconnecting with nature? Mm. I probably, I would have been, but I wasn't connecting. So I was with the rock, there was a reconnecting. And then as time went on, there was like an understanding of of the peacefulness, of the, the stillness rather, the stillness that is in nature. And even further than the rock, there was um, like a scrubbery, I called it, but it was like a small forest. And in the forest, there would have been the, the tall trees. And we as a family used to go to there to play, you know, during the day, that was our place, our hideout for getting out of the house, giving my mother space for us to go away during the day, come back home when we were hungry, this sort of thing. So that was a, another place that I went to and I found great it was like a home from home there was great solitude in there even though there's loads of trees but the solitude the find your rock the nature being at one with nature brought that peace I think within or unveiled it yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah it was interesting about the feeling of inner loss. Um, and I love that you and your husband have conversations about things like that. Me and my beloved have conversations about all sorts of things like that as well. So <laughs> the, the, for you, the determined piece though, I hear so much again, strength, like the heroine in you. I years ago, um, what I was determined to is I, I'm committed to being empowered and I didn't, I didn't have access to it yet inside me, but that was the North Star. So I do feel that that me echoing of the confidence and the empowerment. But there really does need to be that self determination to claim something. So what was it that it, it sounds like it was your experience with epilepsy? Was there anything else that led you to really be, you know, foster that determination to create the confidence and the life that you knew you could have? It was the determination because um, and the ambition, the ambition, um, the ambition and the determination to get to a point of empowerment through music. That's actually what I would stand for today is empowerment through music performance. So it was to have, there was a hunger in me for that. I would see other musicians on stage, walking on stage with a great presence. And I would be in the audience. I would have watched them even in small sessions, competitions, concerts. I would have always wanted to have and to be that musician, to have what they had. And at the time, I didn't have that. At the time, I was feeling insecure, um, weak, 
all of that, the, the opposite really to everything that we're speaking about. Um, and I think because I wanted that so much, I would have moved mountains to do it. And I did. I would have got, I traveled to different competitions. And that's where then I, the next thing I wanted was to be an All-Ireland harpist. And I competed and got through and got that. And then the next thing I wanted was to have the degree in music performance that I missed out on whenever I wasn't at school. And then I went ahead and I achieved that. And then I would have went on pilgrimages to the likes of Medjugorje. And it was out there that I also found great a great sense of inner relief, uh, peace. And I actually received, a, um, apparently everyone that goes there receives a gift in some form that they can take back home with them, is the story. But what I received was an apparition, an, uh, um, an outline apparition of, of, of Our Lady. And again, for a long time, I wouldn't speak about that because I was afraid to tell people. So this fear was, yeah, there was a fear again. So the fear of um, also what people would think of you was feeding into my life. So that, again, I've got past that to a certain extent. It still rears its head, but we're only human. <laughs> And then my daughter, she had said to me a while back, maybe last year, she had, she doesn't give a hoot about what people think of her. And I says, wow, wow. How I had wished to have that when I was your age. So, yeah. Yeah. So what is exciting you now, um, now and next? Well, the conversations we've had through the week, um, Sasha, the word conduit, um, it's in the, it's, it's only being, it's, it's birthing at the minute. It's the idea of uh, an in-person event, possibly in September, possibly called the conduit, where there will be like um, a circle of, musicians, poets, storytellers, artists, really, come together to share, to interact, to bring like a special sacredness to it, but also a healing. The power of music, actually, the power, more than that, the power of artistry, the power of art the power of creativity, the whole power that's in that element of sacred creativity coming through the feminine energy, yeah. Which goes, actually brings me to my, um, an experience I had last year where my mother was passing away and I had a huge download in my own home here 
to go over there to my mother's bedside. But I had to be alone. No one was to be with me. Just me and my harp. And I used to go over there and play, play the harp. So there was a sense of creativity in the moment. I somehow nothing would stop me. I had to get no matter what was happening. Don't hold me back. I have to be here. I've been told to go here. It's a calling. All of this was in me. So away I went. And my mother wasn't able to speak at that stage. Um, she had got she was very frail and she was just lying there. And I started to play the harp and I didn't didn't plan what to play. But I connected. First of all, I connected what I call connecting with source, which, again, is something I teach. Um, we have a very creative, powerful, potent part of the body where we can connect to and allow the feminine creative energy to come through us. Uh, again, there is a conduit. We come to, it comes through us both from above and from below. There's a whole connection going on. And with that happening, you can uh, improvise in the moment with your music. And with my mother, I was playing pieces of music, but very, very simple, really simplistic, but very softly with the fingers. There was like a feeling of, I wasn't there to play. I was there to channel. And I was channeling. I was channeling her crossing over. It wasn't... Uh, I don't know if I'd put the word healing on that. Um, I knew she was passing. I knew she was crossing over. But to ease that crossing over, I needed to be there to channel the music through me to her, to, to just to help with the whole situation. And there was little tunes, that, a few tunes that she would have known from years ago and she was able to lift her index finger in her right hand. Uh, I could see the, the, the blanket or the, the quilt raising up. Her index finger would raise up slightly. And that gave me um, a huge feeling of satisfaction. It's not even a strong enough word. Profound powerful awareness that I was in the right place at the right time doing what was needed. Um, and then I took a break. I went into the, the kitchen where the carer was. There was a carer was with her all the time. And the carer was sitting and she was very emotional. I couldn't believe this. And she was saying she couldn't believe what that harp music was doing to her. And I think she was a bit embarrassed at me walking in and catching her with the tears in the eyes. And I uh, I just told her the power of music. That's just the power, a powerfulness that's in music that people can tap into. And a lot of people don't know about it. They don't know how to connect, how to tap deeply into that flow and how to be the channel, be the conduit to be able to 
have what's coming through them radiate outwards to the person that needs it, which is the way I would describe that. Yeah. Mm, so inspiring, so moving. I can feel how embodied and integrated this gift is for you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. What would you say to people who are moved right now? You know, maybe we have a listener who is like, wow, I really, I want to experience that flow. I want to be a conduit, a channel. Um, do you, you know, what would you say to someone who ha- maybe doesn't, I think of themselves as a musician yet, but has been wanting to, what would be, where would you recommend people begin? Begin by, you don't have to be a fantastic musician to be able to do this. You you just begin by wanting it. You begin by, let's say you're sitting at a piano and you begin by just placing your fingers on the keys and play. Don't you play? Just wait. Try to, um, just try to, just say to source or to God, everyone has a different way of saying this to the angels. Just say you want to to do this. You want to be like this. Uh, you want the power of, of uh, you want what, mm, you want to open to be receptive, to allow what can come through you into your body in that moment to heal um, any feelings of uh, disempowerment that you would have. And all you do is just sit with that feeling and that connection. Um, The connection is literally just, you connect. And whenever you have connected, you, you can feel it in your body. You feel it in your body. You know when you're in your head and you know when you're in your body. And just press the keys on the piano and allow the force of source to come through your hands onto the piano and let that source force move your hands. And even allow the visual to come. You can visualize even a pond or a lake, a swan, even visualize an angel. Just allow yourself to drift with it. The, the very fact that you'll drift with it is you're in it. I did this with a, a, a heart pupil, a little girl. She'd come to me, done her, her homework, played it. There was no connection. So I said, hmm. How do you think you played that? All right, all right. You know the way a child just goes, all right. And um, I said, right. Now close your eyes. And I said, you're going to laugh at me saying this, but close your eyes. Visualize a pond or even pretend you see a pond. I knew she didn't understand visualize. And I said, pretend you see a white swan. And just pretend that you are that white swan and you're just enjoying up and down the lake and the sun's on your back and you're beautiful white swan. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. I said, can you see that picture? And she says, yes. Now I said, play the music with that picture in your head. 
and she played it and it was so different. It was so sweet, so smooth and so deeply connected. And even she noticed it. I said, do you notice a difference? And she said, this face told me it. She said, yeah. And I could see the face. I could see it in her eyes. Yeah. So you just have to want to, to connect and allow it to happen. Yeah, that feels like a manifestation strategy for anything, right? Beginning, begin by, you begin by wanting it. I wrote that down. It was really profound, right? And oh, how how true to just allow the, whatever the authentic desire to be there and to, yeah, to begin by wanting. So good. <laughs> so good. So is there anything that you feel called to share that you haven't already shared today? Hmm. Well, I suppose I do have loads of stories of experiences where, ah, yeah, I think I've shared this somewhere before, maybe a long time ago, but I remember playing at a funeral and again, I asked for to be the channel. I I was playing the harp and I just happened to say into myself, really, I'm opening myself up to be the channel to let this music touch and heal the person that needs it most in the congregation. And afterwards, the mother of, there was a little, there was a girl getting buried. Now, afterwards, the mother of that child came to me and said that she was sitting watching my fingers and she could see rays of white light coming from the fingertips. And she says, um, I got so much out of that piece of music or the whole playing. Uh, thank you. And I, I, I did it for, you know, as complimentary. But I think a few weeks later, maybe six weeks later, the mother landed up at my door with an arm full of flowers. I, um, I love flowers, fresh flowers. So her, she had a full arm full of them. It would be maybe, what would that be, four or five bouquets together uh, as a thank you. Now, that touched me. The, I think it, the gratitude, number one there, but number two, the fact that she had got so much healing from it um, the fact also that I was being um, being the channel for conveying a like a fluid in the form of music waves, yeah. Mm. Yeah, profound. Yeah, the power of the power music and presence and intention and connection hmm. yeah yeah I would be very a very soft 
easygoing person, you know, at the best of times. Um, I'd be very calm with myself. Um, uh, this is what as people have said to me. And I have uh, a, a certain presence when people are around me that I seem to be able to connect. And I also seem to be able to drop to different levels of vibration with the person I'm working with. And doing that, the uh, connection comes very quickly. The trust comes very quickly. There's a lot of trust now from uh, people that come to work with me, even music pupils, students, and then the coaching, um, moving people out of uh, deep hurt and into wholeness. That has been described to me. They have found their wholeness again. Yeah. They felt broken and they were. And then they, they, became, they found wholeness. That was something was said to me once. Oh, that's but, like, oh, I would never. I remember uh, being told by this lady a long time back. We were in a class in the circle again, and she had said, just said out of the blue over to me, Patricia is going to heal through her music. And I lifted my head and I looked over at her and I said, What? <laughs> at that time, I have never, I was no more in, in this. And I and I was asked the time I was still searching and it was Patricia's going to heal through her music. I said, no way. What? Uh, you know, I totally rebelled that at the time. Mm. And now I, I, my arms are open to it. Yeah. Well, and it's such good modeling, right? Because you're, you're supporting people and building their creative confidence. And I'm experiencing you right now really naturally and elegantly owning your gifts, owning your value in your confidence around you, your impact. And so such a beautiful modeling and invitation and permission um, to, you know, to, yeah, to be, yeah, I mean, just right to use your word, confident. <laughs> so if you're here listening to the conversation today and would like to connect with Patricia, you can go to buildyourcreativeconfidence.com. You can join her email list there. And the link to her website is also in the show notes wherever you're listening to this. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or close with before we wrap up today, Patricia? Um, just maybe a few things coming up. May, 1st of May, we have um, a five-day challenge. Uh, secrets to... Finding Your Relentless Confidence. And it's for music, for musicians. And then that hopefully leads, or that will lead into a 12-week course. And that after that then leads into the um, in-person event, which then will lead into a six-month course with me. So that's just what's coming up over the next year. My goodness, there's a year's work. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful well thank you again for being here thank you for being here and listening in and uh, participating in this conversation um i know non-verbally and i i really do believe that there's there is non-verbal communication when we come together uh when we when we listen in and when we share we're all um showing up for each other's work um and co-creating something beautiful i do believe there's no coincidences no accidents you are here listening for a reason and if you'd like to tune in to 
more conversations like this, please follow the podcast, reach out to me. I would love to get to know you and what you hold sacred and where your life is heading in this, at this incredible time to be alive. Um, and until next time, thank you so much.